Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is another wonderful Thursday night, and we are here for the TieCast, the video game podcast. And we are, we have a great panel tonight. We were a little more intimate. And uh, so we're, we're going to have, have fun with it. We're going to, you know, talk about personal things. No, we're not going to talk about personal things. We're going to talk about <laughs> top gaming video, is very video personal. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it is very personal. Uh, so tonight, my, uh, my guest, we have Aaron at Beach Pizza Gaming. How are you doing, man? Hello. Doing great. Good to be here. Awesome. Russ at Cryosneasel. Good to see you, man. You too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Luke at Luke Leeson. How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Max at Madado Max. I am doing absolutely great. I have great news. Great news. So last week I told all of you, no more Mario t-shirts. Yeah. I have found one more t-shirt right here. This is legit the final one, though. That's it. No more Mario t-shirts. You have have to wear. You have redeemed my evening. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Glad to see you. This is going to be a thing, isn't it? Every week it's going to be no more Mario t-shirts, and then the next week. No, this is legit. The this if I find one, that'd be awesome. Like I would have to go out and buy one. This is this is legit. It. I mean, you can you can recycle them. You can. I mean, you don't have to throw them out after after each episode. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um. So we're going to get straight into what everyone's playing. Um, Max, I'm going to start with you this week. What, do you, what have you been playing okay. this week? So, this week I played Pac-Man 99. That was very interesting. Uh, it actually I, it really works well. Works very well. However, I do have some frustrations with this game. So, with Pac-Man 99, when you get to the, I believe it is, the last 30 players in Pac-Man 99... It gets chaotic. It always is chaotic in those 99-type games. But what they do, they have these red Pac-Mans appear in the game, and there's multiple of them, and there's no way to stop these red Pac-Mans. Like, you can't get one of the... Uh, what is it that Pac-Man eats? The, the, the little white... The, uh, the power, power pellet. Power pellet. You can't turn that. You can't eat one of those, and the thing goes away. You have to eat fruit, and fruit doesn't spawn very often in the game. And this thing will follow you around. And obviously, uh, with how you like knock people out in the game, you eat the blinks, and then they stop like start appearing in your uh, your game. That's pretty easy. You can handle it pretty well. But these red Pac-Mans make the game really, really annoying because the fruit it's very rare, and there's no way to stop them without eating fruit. Yeah, because they look. Then I played. Sorry, sorry. They look the same as the little like ghost Pac-Man, right? Or like the little like gray Pac-Man, but they're red and they kill you. No it's actually what. a red Pac-Man. It's a red Pac-Man that will follow. Oh, okay. Around. It's not like the outlined ones. No. Oh, okay. I haven't played it, so. Okay. Is it like another player chasing you around, or? I don't know, but I know multiple can appear. So I don't. I don't know. It's probably. It's probably. That, that might be. That might be possible. It's probably computer controlled. I'm guessing. It is annoying. It, like, <laughs> I just I don't know how to get past it because the fruit doesn't come on very often. And uh, then this is gonna be a weird pick, but I played SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. My son's been asking for that game. He keeps pointing it out. This is a great game. It is a very great game. I always recommend this game for people mainly because of how cheap it can be. You can find it for twenty to thirty dollars, 
And for how long this game is and how great this game is, that's a really good price. And especially if you try to 100% this game, you have a good probably like 30 hours right here if you just try to 100% this game. And uh, it's a great game if you're a fan of the collectathon games. I like to compare it to Super Mario 64, uh, Banjo Kazooie. If you have those type of feelings, and I know people are going to point out, it's SpongeBob. It can't be great if it's SpongeBob. Trust me, this is a really good game. You, you can enjoy it even if you don't like SpongeBob. It, I, I love yeah. it. I love I've, I've, heard, I've heard good things about that game. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, it's. Although I will say the Switch version is not the greatest version. It graphically, it's at a lock 60 FPS, but it looks really bad. So oh, it I, is even on the Switch. Yeah, lock 60. Wow. I think it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, and then I played Dead by Daylight. So are you still? I played still it with Trent. That? He's in the he's in the chat. I played it with Trent all week. I put in probably 10 hours this week of Dead by Daylight. Nice. I haven't played we that. We actually in a while. secured some dubs. We secured some dubs this week. Sweet. We need we need to get back. We need to get another uh, server game going. It's been it's yeah. been too long. Agreed. And I got my first killer win, like with actual professional players. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome, that's Max. Luke, what are you playing? I started Monster Hunter Rise. I played that with a couple of you guys. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining. I've never played a Monster Hunter game ever before, but I'm digging it so far. But then I did take a little break, and I'm playing an older game, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Nice. The last couple days. But That's... I'm hoping to get back into Monster Hunter Rise here and get some levels. Yeah, I need to get back into it. I didn't play, except for the time that, that we all played together. I didn't play any any more this week. Um, but I could never get into Age of Empires 2 specifically. I was uh, more Rise of Nations. Did you ever play that game? It was like the... I did. <laughs> But we're kind of opposite. I dropped off that game real quick, and really? then I just went back in Age of Empires. That's funny. I know. I know that obviously Age is much more popular uh, overall, and and it had like it was like what that old uh, ensemble studios and stuff. That I think that's gone now. Um, but yeah, how how do you like? Is this is the one that is this the remaster, or yeah, is there? It's the it's the recent remaster that. Like Microsoft has another company doing it for them. Gotcha. And they keep adding new campaigns to it, which is pretty surprising. That's rad. What um is there a remake coming out soon? Or no, Age of Empires Four is coming out. Yeah. It's, that's that's what's about to come out. That's awesome. That's um, by Relic, I think. Mm hmm That sounds right. Um Russ, what are you playing? So aside from Monster Hunter, which I'm I'm probably going to play that game forever now. Um, Aaron challenged me to play Resident Evil 4 before this uh, episode. I feel like I've gotten really far already. I think I'm like six, seven hours in. I got stuck last night once, but I'm really enjoying it. It took me a long time to get used to the controls. They're mm -hmm. like really weird. I'm not used to tank controls. Oh, but um, so far, I really like the story. I like Leon and I hate Ashley. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm hoping to beat it before Resident Evil 7, 8. I should. I don't see why I wouldn't. When does, when does RE8 come out? I know they've, I've seen it everywhere lately. Uh, May 7th. May 7th. Okay. So it's right around the mm -hmm. corner. Um, yeah, I watched some of your stream last night. It, it It's a good looking game. Is that, mm -hmm. so on that, you were playing on PC or Switch? Switch. Oh, okay. That, that looks good for a Switch game. Is that a 
it's just a remake a remaster of or is it is it the regular the original graphics I want to say it's the original one wow. but I'm not 100% sure on that yeah, it's basically just like an HD oh okay yeah there isn't there isn't much added except for like yeah higher just resolution high resolution yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome um, Aaron what are you playing I have still been playing Monster Hunter, but not that much. I had I had very limited game time this week. Um, so yeah, I played Monster Hunter a little bit. I got I got crushed playing that <laughs> like playing by myself and trying to do some hub things. Again, I I tried to do it by myself and I got crushed like a couple times, and it was like you know a waste of like twenty twenty five minutes because you don't gain anything when you die. So, um. Yeah, so then I was like, maybe I'm not a monster hunter. Maybe I'm still a monster boy and I need to start there. <laughs> so, no, completely unrelated, though. There's like a new monster boy game coming out and I forget what it's called now. But Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom got like rave reviews a couple years ago. I bought it for the Switch. I started it, played like a half an hour and, and kind of dropped it. So I went back to that. Um it's a it's another game that runs at a smooth 60 frames per second on the switch looks really good um i completely forgot what i was doing in it so i had to start it over <laughs> and now i'm half an hour into it again so um i'll probably have to start it over when i play it again in two years um skyrim i've been i played that a little bit because i bought it during the sale and again i can start that game and get lost in it for like an hour or two like every time um team troopers I've played more than I should have because it's like this polygon graphic style um, first person shooter. Like if you imagine if like Call of Duty came out on um, the N64, that's kind of what it's like. Mm -hmm. But I posted a video gameplay of it on my channel and a lot of people asked questions. So a lot of people were interested in it. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I played that a bunch to try to answer some questions, and it's rough. It's a rough game. I think it's a mobile game that was ported to the Switch, and there's a uh, lot of stuff like that on the Switch. Um, but, yeah, and then you and I played some NES Online last night. Yes. Which was pretty fun. That was a lot of fun. That was yeah. something I didn't even know existed until you mentioned, like, oh, we should, we should play some NES Online. I completely under my radar, but that was a lot of fun. Play. Yeah, basically, so you can, like, you can connect to whatever, you can connect two people and play online, but it's like, there's one screen, the other person is controlling things, it's like, your player two, like, on their screen, like, you're sitting on the couch together playing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we started with NES, and I hosted that and controlled it, and I, we played golf, we were trying to get pumped up for <laughs> Mario Golf on the Switch. NES Open. <laughs> That was funny. That was pretty fun. It's very, it's very difficult. I highly recommend trying it though. Um, it's entertaining. What else? What else did we play? We played uh, River City Ransom. That's right. That's right. Which that, that was, was that was very entertaining too. It was. It was. I laughed a lot playing that. Like I love these old games. Like the visuals are not gonna like. I'm not gonna get sick of them because I grew up playing like those those NES games. So I still love them and. It's just like some of the mechanics when you were trying to hop on that box. Oh, yeah. Like, it kept bouncing me off and then yeah. throwing like tires into the wall or running into the walls and just like, flying yeah. back. Like yeah. it, it was a very entertaining experience for yes, an NES game. It was. It was it like was. a little beat em up game. 
Um, yeah. And then and then I I hosted SNES and we did uh, some Mario Kart. Did we do anything else on SNES or is it just Mario Kart? Because we did a. I think we a, just did Mario Kart. We did the big circuit and then uh, I think I was looking around for other two player games because you have to go into the settings to figure out which ones are two player, but. Yeah, that whole that whole functionality is pretty awesome. It is. It's really it cool. Very underrated. And um, so, so that was it. That's what I played. That's that was my my week. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, besides the our our NES and SNES online sessions, I've uh, I've been very busy, and so I've been my gaming has been very minimal. I did record a video last night. I'm gonna finish my B-roll tonight for the. Um, I lost it my Pro 2 controller, my 8-Bit-Do Pro 2 controller. And then um, I, when I am really busy by like the games that I play to like not do, like focus on anything are um, Rocket League and Fall Guys randomly. Uh, I just like the, I can just shut off and just, just like not even have to think about a story or anything. It's just like one of those, like it's like watching reality TV the gaming form of that, I feel like, and I enjoy that a lot. Uh, and so I put a few hours into both of those this week, and um, and then we did some. We did that Monster Hunter session. I think when was that? Was that last week or was that this week? With you, Luke. It's either Friday or yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was since the last episode. Um, so yeah, let's move on to news. Dun, 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 dun. The biggest thing, it actually came out right after our uh, last episode, I think the day after. Um, Sony reverses chorus on PS3 and Vita store closures after listening to fans. They issued an apology and said that they miscalculated the demand and everything for uh, PSV and PS3 and Vita devices. Uh, digital games and so the yeah they're going to remain open indefinitely um i'm curious how much of this was them listening to the like the the actual like fan like outcry and how much of it was um them seeing people flock to these stores and start buying stuff worried that things are going to get shut down. And they're like, Oh, they probably made some money. Yeah. Like I was, I saw a video, I think it was a uh, metal Jesus rocks. He was showing like NBA 2k 17 is still $60 on the PS3 store. Like, so you're like, or something like all these games that should not be full price. They have every, they have no deals going on right now. And so they're probably just like raking in money for it. And, so, I mean it. It. Uh, oh yeah, I, I have to. I have to call out Toaster Dog. Played uh, Rocket League with me for like two hours the other night. He's on our Discord, and uh, <laughs> nice. And we we did all right. It was it was a rough. I, he's he's ranked a lot higher than me, and so I everyone was in the air above me while I was still like driving around on the ground. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious what their motivation is here. I mean, obviously it's money, but um, how much of it is genuine? Like, oh, we care about, I don't know. With all these, any business, I try to see what, if there's any ulterior motive. What do you guys think? I think they need to stop being cowards and make Dakes gone too now. 
after yes. this guy's decision. Yes. This, you know, we need everyone's a, asking for Days Gone we 2. We need a... We, yeah, this uh, is the step oh, in the right direction. Oh. Speaking of which, there's uh, you know the online petition has reached seventy thousand signatures to. Oh, I signed it. Did you? Yeah. I need to sign this. <laughs> so yeah, it, I just saw I saw an article that hit seventy thousand uh, signatures for to to make Days Gone Two, which maybe they'll do Days Gone Two on PS Vita since you know the PS Vita store is back. This was all an elaborate plan to bring Days Gone Two to the Vita to show the interest of the Vita. Calling it. it out. Yeah. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, does anyone uh, anyone still have their PS3 or PS Vita? Like, when's the last time anyone bought a game from either of these stores? I bought a Vita game on the store back in September because I wanted to get Persona 4 Golden. That's what I did buy. I only bought it digitally because the physical copy of that game is $80. And digitally, it was a $20 game. And it really hurt me to buy a game digitally like that. But uh, Wait, I did which buy game? that. Which Persona 4. Oh, really? That's that yes. much now? Yes. Wow. It probably skyrocketed with the, uh, the PS Vita yeah. news, but maybe it went back down. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, I went to my local retro game store. I saw so many people go in. Like, this was before the news came out about uh, PS Vita store still staying up. I kept seeing people, like, they walked up to the counter with a whole stack of PS Vita games, and people were buying out their yeah. PS Vita games, I'm not which is crazy. They've had I, it a makes pretty me... big shortage of uh, PS Vita games for a long time around here in the Northeast. Like, you can't even find them with cases now. They're just, like, in a, you know, like in a little case whatever with the... Um, like with the 3DS games and stuff like that. So like, it's like they, loose they've cartridges. been gone a long time up here. Yeah. I bought, uh, well, I downloaded, um, is it Shakedown Hawaii? I, so I downloaded that in January of this year and it was free because it was like a, a PS Plus game. And for mm. some reason it was still free on, on the PS3. And that just released on the PS3 last year. So like it was like August of 2020, which is, I thought they were done with PS3 games for a long time, but huh. um, so I downloaded that, which was free. But I also bought some Fallout 3 DLC. Uh, but I did. I looked through the store a good amount, and there's still games on there that I want to play, so, like eventually, you know. So I, I'm I'm kind of glad that they kept it open. I think it had to do with all the negative news they've had about them lately. You yeah. know, like focusing on these these big games not you know uh getting rid of days gone <laughs> too or or shutting that down <laughs> um you know not having any answer for you know the backwards compatibility magic that microsoft is doing and then you know so all those things together and then you say you're gonna shut down your store which is the only way you can play a lot of these games and it's yeah i think people started looking at that going okay if you're gonna treat your 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 games like that and you know these legacy titles like that maybe it is time to look at different options and look at you know look at getting an xbox instead of a ps5 and um i i think that had an effect on it yeah or what? an emulator yeah what's that or an emulator yeah yeah one uh one thing to note is that this article like the on the um on the playstation blog the article saying that like this was written by jim ryan um like he has he has the byline which i think it says a lot um 
I think that lends to your uh, suspicion that this is to curb some backlash and a PR move, especially because of all the comments that he's made about like older legacy games and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That I think is a very good point to bring up. Um, I'm hoping like there's a part of them though, that this was also for digital con- conservation. Yeah. And like, and one thing I'm, I'm excited because I like a year ago started collecting for PS3. Just whenever I see, I'll start picking games. And as soon as this happened, I was like, oh, if it was too fast. I didn't like that. Now all physical games are going to go up. And I feel like right now is this, it was the sweet spot for that generation of games where before prices started to rise, there's still some that are obviously really expensive, but uh, not like older games and, and stuff. So I feel like it was kind of in that little that little valley of cost right now. And so hopefully that this will stymie the, those, uh, that in- price increase. So, so do you guys think that the Vita, I know the Vita games really went up in value with these, with the news when it was closing. Do you think they're going to go back down since the store is going to stay open? Probably not. Um, okay. just because it seems like those are already so limited. Uh, hmm. with with how like it seems like all the production was limited and so they were all they were pretty pricey to begin with like even before the announcement so I don't think that we're going to see a massive change especially downward I think the yeah. damage has been done for those yeah right when I bought my uh, my second switch um, so like summer 2018 I was like I had kind of gone on like a little Vita kick and I started buying some physical games and they were like already getting up there then. And I think like even, you know, maybe four or five months ago, I looked at like, you know, the God of War collection and that with a case and everything on eBay was like 60 something dollars. So they've been going up for a while. And I, yeah, I, I think that's going to continue no yeah. matter what happens with the store. I think, uh, I think it's smart. Also, Aaron, I know you're, you're switch collecting. I know we have a lot of people on, in, in my Discord that are Switch collectors, Russ, you have a bunch of Switch games. Who else is a Switch collector? Everyone? Everyone except for me, probably. I'm, I think I'm the only one that, <laughs> that is like mostly digital. Um, I think it's smart because I feel like cartridges are also a smart uh, format to to collect on, especially like this will likely be the last cartridge generation. Um, yeah. So I think you guys are making the... It made me want to start buying physical, and I'm like, this is a rabbit hole I'm not not ready for and so um all right moving on the next story is reportedly discord ended talks with microsoft and they are no longer up for sale um it what it says is that microsoft was looking to offer like 10 billion dollars to buy discord and discord ended up walking away from that deal and wants to possibly go public wants to has now some other stuff in in mind um and so if they go public i feel like that would be worse than them being bought by microsoft um in terms of end user experience type of stuff but it probably gives at least another three to four years of i don't know i don't think that they're gonna end up going public but you never know 
think Microsoft needs to settle down anyway. (laughs) Settle down, Microsoft. Sorry, what was Russ going to say? I kind of think it was a good thing that they didn't buy it. I use Microsoft Teams for work, and that is like the most awful app I've ever used in my life. (laughs) I would worry that they would ruin Discord if they bought it. Yeah, I think that was a lot of um, concern from people. Like, I think uh, Discord probably saw that and and maybe they were like with that all this like concern that Microsoft's going to ruin discord that they could get more money because obviously they increase their value versus the purchase or something um i don't know there's a lot of different things we used we we obviously have a discord server that's how we're we're using it right now um and i don't know i'm i don't know that this matters all that much either way. Um, I think any different, any changes would be pretty minimal. It seems like, especially with like Microsoft buying LinkedIn and Microsoft buying um, Skype and everything, it seems like those services didn't really, they kind of remained independent for the most part. Um, and uh, GitHub, stuff like that. So I don't know that it would have mattered much anyway. So um, anyone have any, any other thoughts before we move on from that? I know we don't do a lot I'm of glad they stuff. I'm glad they didn't I'm glad they didn't purchase. I think I think it would have I think it would have ruined it. That's my I mean how yeah. is how is Skype I never use Skype for anything. I use Zoom. Who owns Zoom? Zoom. Are they public? I don't know. Maybe. Um, and what about Skype? So who how many people use Skype now? Is Skype still popular? I don't I know. Sometimes use it for meetings, but it's kind of slow. Yeah. Like compared I mean, to something I, like this. I'm looking this up. I don't know. I just, yeah, my opinion is that Microsoft would probably, would probably do something to ruin it. So I'm glad that they didn't buy it. I think it's been pretty fun. Like I've only used it over the past six months, you know, or seven months or whatever, since we've been talking and, you know, talk about a lot of good stuff and a lot of games and it's very creative, like all the like emojis that you can use and, um, like just the way it's set up, everything's just really smooth on it. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think they'd experience. kill it within a year. <laughs> yeah, I so. I agree. I think this was the smarter decision. Obviously, that's a lot of money they were offered. Discord has a lot of things in the works right now that I don't know if, let's just say, Microsoft bought them, they would have allowed that because Discord has some huge things coming, and I I just think they would be held back being behind Microsoft and. I would have been interested to see how Microsoft's going to handle Discord and Skype together and all of that. It, it didn't seem smart to me for Microsoft to go ahead and buy Discord when they have all these other platforms out there. So I think in the end, it was good on both of them to not be a part of each other because I think this helps Microsoft. This helps Discord. You know, that's how I see it. We have a comment from the uh, from the chat, Toaster Dog. My uh... My teammate on Rocket League says Skype is like the Netscape Netscape Navigator of video chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think That's it's entirely girl. inaccurate. Uh, Netscape, I remember those days. Yeah, I was a I was a massive Net, Netscape fan. Um, all right, moving on. This is this is an article exclusively for for us. Um, new leadership over at Overwatch. Um, Jeff Kaplan, who has been with Blizzard for I think 19 years uh, is leaving Blizzard 
and and he's kind of been the face of Overwatch forever. And um, I'm trying to remember who is Aaron, 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 Aaron. The only Aaron Keller is who is a Blizzard vet, veteran has taken over the development of Overwatch Two or whatever the job title is. Um, Russ, I know you had some thoughts in in the Discord. What what do you think about this? I move? was I was really surprised when I saw this. Um, I kind of want to know why Jeff left. He, I assume that he was really liking the role. Um, all of the videos he would do, uh, he would always really enjoy talking about Overwatch. It's going to be interesting to see if they still do those. Um, I don't even know what they're called. They're like Overwatch directs where they. Jeff would talk to you about what was coming up with upcoming patches. I wonder if they're going to still do that with Aaron. I've never even heard of Aaron. I've never heard his name before before this. So I'm hoping that he can live up to Jeff. I really like Jeff. I thought he did a good job with everything. It seems like he was uh, massively liked in the community. And um, mm. he, I just saw before, right before we went live that he put out another statement saying like, like telling to the community saying that everything's fine. Like, like be nice to the, the overwatch team. Like they're all great people and they have like, they're like, everything's good basically. And so, um, I've played overwatch twice. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying? Like, Oh, I was just saying 19 years is a long time. So yeah, maybe it's just ready. And I mean, there there were little murmurs that there was some uh, development issues with Overwatch Two, and kind of was in like purgatory for a while. And maybe there's more than we know about what's going on behind the scenes. And maybe that was just like, I don't know. There's so many so many moving parts with this type of stuff that it could be anything. It could be completely unrelated to the game. It could be personal. It could be his, you know. I don't know. I don't want to overanalyze it too much, but um, I liked what I played. I just haven't played a whole lot of Overwatch. I got into it. I'm really, ex- I'm really excited for Overwatch too, and I hope that it actually comes out still. It seems like it's not. It, I, they all but confirmed it's not coming out this year, right? So it's like yeah, I think 2022. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a bummer. Um, all right, moving on. So there was a... It just leaked that this PS Plus video pass, it, it leaked in Poland, um, and it's essentially some some type of video, like movie, TV type of package that becomes included with PlayStation Plus. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, the a few things because it seems like some of this gets kind of mixed up in the headlines but uh playstation actually acknowledged it and said that it it was just a test specifically in poland that they're going to monitor for a wider launch um the one thing is that sony like obviously as a conglomerate has you know their film and television divisions um, which most of those rights, especially in the U.S., they sell off 
And so they can't do stuff like that, like a, a video pass, unless they renegotiate all these deals. And they just announced deals with Netflix and deals with Disney Plus for their films and I think some TV content in the U.S. And so the likelihood of this happening in the U.S., I feel like is very low, but it is it seems like they're trying to make some moves to add value to PlayStation Plus in ways that they can leverage their other businesses and, you know, sister companies and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't. It's just, it's weird coming on the heels of them shutting down the like the uh, store for film and and TV, especially because like it's not really being utilized. But here's some free like we'd like to add value type of thing. I don't know. It just seems kind of. I find it very very interesting because Sony kind of not exactly like this. They kind of did this a couple years ago uh, with the show called powers it was exclusive to playstation plus and they had this idea that if you had playstation plus you're going to get a lot of exclusive movies and shows they did that with powers and then they gave up quick it only lasted two seasons and then they never did any more playstation exclusive plus videos and that whole program slowly went away and i wonder if this is them sort of bringing it back but in a completely different way because they have their own movies that they can put out. And I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see if they're doing something similar to what they did before. Because uh, they're, they're definitely moving in a movie TV direction with a lot of the stuff happening over there. It seemed like with the Powers show, they were like creating their own content just for PlayStation. Right? Yeah. So ju- just for, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll do that again. But they might add, you know, some videos like you know, either a series or like a couple of movies a month to your PS Plus membership for added value. They could do something like that. I can't see it being much bigger than that. Yeah. But that's my my opinion. It's like even this article it talks about how they're no longer selling their their movies on on the PlayStation Store, but like and then Oh, we we lost our. It's gonna happen the again. <laughs> no, we're not doing that again. We're we're going <laughs> we're going raw. Um, that sounded bad. Um, the <laughs> we're the but yeah, they're talking about like movies like Venom and Zombieland and stuff like that. They've already sold all the rights to distribute the like those in the U.S. So and so um, that's not gonna be a thing here. Um, all right, moving on. Um, so th- this was just announced today. Uh, Fujifilm and Nintendo have announced a a so the it's a portable printer for your Nintendo Switch is what the the headline is, but it's really a printer that currently exists that you can now buy with a Pikachu sleeve that and an accompanying app that will work with current. Uh, Fuji mini, uh, what is it? The Instax mini printers to print out screenshots from your switch. It seems like the app does a little bit more where you can customize your screenshots from your switch. And it looks like you can use the app to actually pull the screenshots from your switch, similar to how 
it it works now but it's all in in app uh the app launches april 30th and then you can get the printer with the with the uh pokemon with the, with the, with the pikachu thing for 120 dollars. the printer is 100 dollars. um aaron you just bought the printer by itself you said uh, i did i did i saw it on um like i googled the name of it and i saw they had like a white one at, at target so i bought it i said you know what before these like get rare or before like people run out and buy them all i'm just gonna buy it now and that way i have it good to go <laughs> ready now i did a print pokey pictures <laughs> now are you gonna buy another one with the pikachu mm, cover on no, it? that's that's a good question so with my target red card uh this is non-paid advertising by the way uh, i get five percent <laughs> off and <laughs> and i get an extended return time so who knows I might return that one if the uh, other one is is available and it's different enough to um yeah. So, but I I I, th- I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. I made the joke earlier than the pre-show, but we had Xbox doing the frame rate and um, uh what they call improvements with EA tiles. We have PlayStation responding to that with playstation video whatever it was called i forgot (laughs) and now we have nintendo be like you can now print your photos i just find that funny (laughs) i know it's not them responding to all that but i'm making the joke it is them responding to everything happening all the correlation yeah the um i love that the fact that they are releasing a printer right before pokemon snap comes out and now like that just brings back all the memories of taking your memory card your n64 memory card and printing out your pokemon stat photos at blockbuster from one of those kiosks it's like this is the perfect thing for pokemon snap i feel like and if i mean i'm probably going to get pokemon snap day one and if it work if it works somewhat like that i will print out all my photos and put them all over this wall little insects <laughs> pokemon photos i will do it and then I will show everyone. Um, Russ, I know you're you're pumped for Pokemon Snap. Are you are you gonna get a, a one of these Instax printers? If it, I feel like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted the Blockbuster one. Yeah. And if I could still find that, I would buy it. If it's not so expensive, but I'm sure it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I guess this will just have to fill that void of not having that Blockbuster printer. <laughs> yeah. It it is a functioning alternative because you can't even i don't think you can find the printer paper for that anymore or it's like mm-hmm. insanely expensive They're obviously not making it anymore so i think it's just like yeah even the cost to actually print stuff on it is so insane just like uh remember the game boy printer i think the paper mm-hmm. for that is crazy expensive right now too um you know the cool thing about that printer too this little mini printer i already i keep forgetting the name of it um, Instax Mini, is that what it yeah. is? Instamax, something like that. Instax, I don't is know. like the the camera, the little cameras. I think it's part of that line. So you're going to be able to print like any screenshots from your Switch. So it won't just be like the Pokemon Snap screenshots. You can, you know, print anything, anything that you can take a screenshot on. So I yeah. think that'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So yeah. it's called the Instax, In, Instax Mini Link, and which it was actually released in 2019. 
And so it's this is basically the a new mobile app and switch compatibility within that app to link up, which I assume is just gonna do the uh, QR codes like the current thing, which actually works way better than I thought it would. I, when I heard yeah. when I heard that they were doing that, I was like, what is this weird workaround? But it actually works way better than anything else i feel like right now yeah both pictures and videos they work really yeah. well for that um we'll go jump into this real quick uh microsoft removes this happened to our got the email today uh they removed the xbox live gold gold requirement for free to play games and also uh party chat is now free for everyone to use in those games so destiny 2 uh call of duty warzone fortnite apex legends you can now play on xbox without a xbox live gold subscription um i have some thoughts on it <laughs> deander mander uh brought up uh, breath of the wild screenshot prints that that's that's it. what's that's gonna a, be all over my that's, wall that's, yep. that's a solid absolutely <laughs> a solid one um so it's more than 50 games now free to play i mean xbox was the only uh service that did not allow this before so they're just kind of like doing what everyone else is doing. So it's not anything massive. Um, I have some thoughts too, but I'll let you guys jump in. If anyone has anything that they care to say about this. I thought they were already doing it. Yeah. That's that what I have to say about it. I thought, that, I thought that happened like a long time ago because it used to be that you had to pay for Xbox live to even have Netflix to even watch Netflix on your Xbox 360 and maybe Xbox one. And then they got rid of that paywall, and I thought that this ended like two years ago. So uh, cool, congrats, good, good for them. Yeah, it's a good move. Um, anyone else before I jump back in here? So I, I, I think that this uh, is a precursor to them trying to kill off Xbox Live. Um, I think they're trying to get rid of the whole gold tier. I think they want to go. You can use the Xbox free to play games, and then you need game pass for i think they're trying to merge xbox live and game pass into one thing instead of having xbox live gold and then xbox or then game pass and then game pass ultimate like the the whole nomenclature is weird to begin with but um having maybe they'll restructure it to like two tiers or something um but and maybe we'll do like 10 or 10 and 15 i don't know i don't know what they're doing but i feel like they're in a weird spot they've haven't been putting out any like really good games on xbox live gold i feel like they're trying to like it's like it's like the like make things as bad as possible so that people don't miss it anymore type of thing um but yeah so i don't know well, the weird part about that though is they just they remember like a couple months ago they were like prices are going up for everything yeah so it's weird. Why, why would they try to do that price increase if they were going to be getting rid of it? Well, that, that, was, that was when the, the, um, the rumors for that kind of started because I forgot what it was, but it, they made, it was going to basically make that pointless to, to have Xbox Live Gold right. by itself. And so people are like, yeah. oh, they're trying to get rid of this. And by making it the same price as what I forgot what it was, but it was like going to be the same pass as ultimate or, or same price as ultimate or something. And so that's why I remember re reading rumors about that around that time. And so this, I mean, it could, it could, all right, last, uh, last on 
the news for this evening. So Nintendo took down the Labo website and they finally responded to why they did that. And they just said that you can buy Nintendo Labo in stores, which is kind of a <laughs> weird response. Um, and so now the Labo.Nintendo.com uh, just redirects to the VR kit um, product page, which um, it seems like all the writings on the walls that this is being discontinued altogether. They're not coming out with any more Labos or uh, just gonna let it put it, put it out to pasture. Um, and then in this Nintendo Life article, uh, there's this, uh, Emily Rogers, who looks to be a Nintendo insider that has information, says that there's going to be one tiny little announcement before Labo rides off into the sunset, which um, people are saying maybe Pokemon Snap, something, some little like thing to something legacy. I don't know. Um, does anyone have any Labo kits? I do. Yeah, I, I have the base like the one that has like the five things. Like the variety kit. Yep, I only ever built the piano, and that took like four hours to build, and I never built anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make a lot, a lot of, of work. VR jokes, but I never bought the Labo VR. I gotta, I'm a fraud. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I am still going to be making Labo VR jokes in life, though. Yeah, um, we we booted up uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and now my son can read. And he goes, you can play this in VR? And I was like, I, I mean, it's like the, it's like the, the, the meme, like, mm, yeah, yeah, mm, kind of. Um, but the I have the uh, robot kit. And I have not built it. It's still in box. And now I'm like, at this point, do I just oh. keep it in the box? Like, yeah, just like hang on to that at this point. It's Don't still even sealed it. and everything. <laughs> uh, it's it's been in my set since my first video. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like that's. I don't. I don't know if anyone's surprised. They haven't done anything with Labo in a while. Um, it seems like the writing was on the walls. So. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I do wonder if they're going to do some for Pokemon Snap because I could totally see them making like a camera for it. Yeah, like a cardboard camera. I'm sure the game's going to have like uh, gyroscope controls. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. That's actually. actually... <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like something. Maybe they'll. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to see them putting out something like commercially like in stores or something if they're gonna just kill it right after like for that but maybe there's something they can do um using something existing that they'll add on or so maybe some additional soft like additional games like snap or something um that's a good that would be a good idea to do some type of camera or something um oh we are they wanted to recycle cardboard they just, they just decided, you know what? Labo is not worth it. Let's go back to recycling the cardboard. <laughs> well, I remember when it launched, you uh, like on the Japanese site, there was ways to like 
down or like buy more cardboard parts or they didn't i don't even think they actually launched the store they said that like they had like part numbers for it but i don't think it ever launched and i was like that's not a good sign if they're not having there's no like backup support for it these products uh type couldn't of you print out things and then like couldn't you print something out and then trace it and cut your own cardboard to repair, I, I, repair pieces i think so yeah that sounds familiar but i don't even think they did any of that for the u.s like mm. i think i think it was all on the japanese site if anything um okay we are we're done with the news we have a few um hot takes that we're that we're going to jump into. Um, I drop these in because we like to talk about, you know, our opinions on things sometimes. Um, so I start, I drop this in because I know we, we talk a lot about indie games and the whole indie game resurgence and everything. And so I want to know what are your, what, what you feel are underrated indie games, indie titles, um, any, any generation, any system console, whatever you think um we'll go around the horn if you guys don't mind aaron i'm gonna start off with you so i don't know if this is underrated because it did get good reviews and every time i mention it people say they love it so i don't but i feel like not enough people have played guacamelee and that was a really 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 good game i played it on the vita in <laughs> i almost just said i played it in the vita in the handheld mode so that's how much <laughs> uh so i played it in the vita on the vita and it, it that was such a good game like it was like perfect like like progression with learning like the moves and everything so like you start off and you're like all right this is a little bit tricky but by the end of the game you're like doing these combos and moves that you never even thought you'd be able to move your hands that way and it's you know it's not like you know it's a typical uh, bad guy comes, steals woman. You got to go save her story, but it's um yeah, it was really good. And you get to a part where it's like you can switch the world between like the positive and the negative, and it changes not only like the visuals, but it changes the music, and it like does it on the fly, like it's like switching over tracks. So like if you're like a big audio person and into music, and you know you follow kind of audio production, it's like kind of amazing how they did it you press a button the screen changes the music changes to a darker you know without without missing a beat changes to a darker version of that song and you can switch back and forth like on the fly it's really good game um i highly recommend it that's awesome uh russ what about you before I go into mine, I want to say that that was a really good choice. And if I would have thought of it, I would have picked that one. I <laughs> love that game. Yeah, so good. Um, so my pick isn't... It's a weird one. It's not on a console. It's not on PC. Technically, it's a Newgrounds game. But it just got a Kickstarter that launched, um, I want to say, yesterday or the day before. And I want to say it funded almost immediately. The game's called Friday Night Funkin'. And it's a, a rhythm game. It it plays like DDR, but you use the uh, arrow keys on your keyboard. Mm -hmm. And the story is um, you play as a boy that wants to go out with a, the hot girl, but her parents hate you and her parents happen to be demons. So you're trying to like take them on and then you take on a whole bunch of other people. You can play like a 
a demo of like five or six chapters or weeks, I think they're called in the game, um, on Newgrounds for free. But uh, I'm really excited that it's going to be a full release. That's awesome. I uh, actually saw Sounds a YouTube cool. video on that randomly. That's like, I've heard of that, uh, but I don't know anything about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Luke, what, what about you? Oh, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> Unmuted, hopefully. Yeah. There we go. So I thought about this for a little bit before we started, and I think I'm going to go with Shadowrun Returns, which was a top-down RPG from 2013. I don't know that a lot of people played that, but it was definitely very highly regarded. And I tend to like drop off of those kind of RPGs pretty quickly, but like the story is very good for that kind of game. It's like a mystery thriller and it's actually pretty short too. So it doesn't really waste your time because a lot of those RPGs can get pretty long Yeah, when you're like reading through a lot of dialogue and stuff too. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. It's kind of like dungeons and dragons, but you like in the future, nice. that's the setting of it. That's awesome. It's interesting. What 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 console did you play it on again? It's on PC, but it might have been like um, put on other consoles too. I don't know. Gotcha. I'd have to check that. But it released on in 2013 through a Kickstarter. Oh, okay. And then they did release sequels after that too. Nice. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm gonna. I don't know that. I like top-down shooters and stuff like that. Uh, Max, what about you? All right, so a lot of people is going to say, ah, he's going to pick a Nintendo game since he's the Nintendo Switch guy. Well, you would be wrong. I have a PlayStation title, right? Everyone's probably shocked that I have a PlayStation at that point. (laughs) Right. Um, I don't... This is kind of an underrated game. A lot of people talk about it, but a lot of people didn't buy it. So uh, it's it's talked about, but wasn't popular enough with all that in mind. But Trover saves the universe. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, you'll know that Justin Rowland created this game it's another uh or he created the game but he created these characters he created the storyline everything he created i think i might be wrong about this but i think he actually voices every single character in this game also which is pretty cool but this is like one of the funniest games i have ever played i can't even tell a single joke on here because it's really bad it's very inappropriate (laughs) it's gonna age restrict everything so um but this game has so much dialogue like I just stood there, and uh, it's actually a VR game if you want to play VR. I don't know if it shows. Uh, You can play it without VR. It's actually just recently came out on Switch a few months ago. And I think it came out on Xbox. Might be wrong about that. But the dialogue is amazing because there's one scene in the game where there's these two guards, and they keep roasting each other, and then all of a sudden they, like, fall in love with each other. And you sit there and you see them talk for 10 minutes. Like you could either go on with the game, but it's literally, they talk for 10 minutes and say the stupidest things ever. And it's just so much happens in this game that you don't expect. And it's fun. It's funny. And, um, it's a very interesting game. Yeah, we, have, we have chat saying that, uh, there's a switch physical coming, but it's still in production lightly. Um, it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like a, an awesome game. Uh, before I go, Neander Meander uh, threw a a uh, a vote out for Lightfall, 
which is a game he bought without knowing anything about, and it was only a few dollars. Um, so he gets he, he gets a shout out for that. Um, so I I took this a little bit differently. Um, my I, I have a bunch, but for indie games specifically, I get drawn to indie games for their music. Uh, I just have this affinity for really good indie game music and i feel like some of the best game music right now is being put out through indie titles um and so three that i yeah three that i put down on my list were katana zero which is a just an awesome game anyway but it has a really cool like kind of synth wave like uh industrial soundtrack um crypt of the necro dancer which has a fun dancey soundtrack and then i mean i guess i guess they're they're all uh kind of fun dancey soundtracks now that i think about it except for katana zero but sayonara wild hearts has awesome music i actually started listening to the soundtrack of that before i ever played the game and then ended up buying the game and it's a very entertaining game uh kind of rhythm action game um i like all of those i know those are not hidden gems by any means but um not enough people play them um on different notes um what remains of edith finch if you never played that it's a short adventure kind of walking sim game which is very good it's a good has a good story um it's an easy playthrough and you kind of get sucked into it it's cool to play like if you have a couple of people like just like it's kind of like a it's a feels like more like a movie type of experience than anything else um i've wanted to play that for a long time it's definitely need to move that up on my list it's it's very entertaining and it's uh i've only like a good story right yeah it's a really good story and there's like some twists and you the whole thing is a big mystery of like why you're why you just are walking back to this house that and it like it kind of unfolds of what happened to this whole family and you were a part of and um there's but it's it's quick and it's not too heavy and i mean it's kind of heavy but not too bad um but it's it's a very entertaining uh light play game and then um an old one is uh alien hominid specifically the so i like the main game but specifically the multiplayer little like stick figure run through part of that game i spent hours and hours and hours playing that where you have to like it, it's been a while since I played it, but you have to get to the goal and it's like this little fixed camera stick figure running to get to the goal. And there's like little traps and stuff. It's a very simple game, but for some reason I just always got massively addicted to playing that, especially if you have like four people, it's a great party game. Um, and that's, so that reminded me of the Xbox 360 when you were just talking about that yeah. game, reminded me of the ultimate indie game which is Burger King's pocket bike racer. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had, I had all the Burger King games physically and I have no idea where they went. Oh, those are classics. Uh, big bumping. A good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Xbox 360 had a lot of classic indie games. I know. I think we talked yeah. about last week, that uh, indie game, the movie, did anyone watch that last be, between last week and this week? I didn't check it out it's, yet. It's I, very good. I want to though. It's very good. Uh, Fez and uh, Super Meat Boy, and a bunch of other, a couple other games. Those are the two main ones. It goes into the development of that. Watch it if you, if you get a chance. I think it might be on Netflix still. It might not be. Um, 
one more topic. Uh, what game mechanic do you miss from video games that you don't see anymore that you used to see quite often? Um, we're going to go backwards this time. Max, did you did you have anything for this? Yes. I asked you guys this earlier. Now I completely forgot. But I will explain while I try to remember what you guys told me about this. So, oh yeah, open world used to be very special. I, I would I would say when open world games started to become a thing, I think all of us really enjoyed that idea. It's like yes, open world, so much things to do. Every freaking game that comes out, I feel like open world is a part of it. And there's sometimes that games will force open world, even though it just doesn't work. And one of the games, just want to point this out, Naughty Dog is one of the companies that make sure they don't put open world because they they talk about how video game companies force their games to have open world mechanics and it never works out for them. But I want games to go back to being not open world. Linear. 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 Yes, I knew that all along. You know, linear. I want to see those games come back. We've seen it with Naughty Dog and they make great games. Uh, so this too is a debatable game, but I want linear games to come back. Nice, Luke. I agree. Or like, a or yeah, yeah. Anyone, anyone agree or disagree? Anyone love open world games? I and let me say, I love them. I just feel like every game has it now. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Not every game has to be an open world game, and that's kind of the direction that it's going. I think is. You know. Yeah. You know what I don't like are and well, actually, okay, I'm not. I'm going a little too hard on that. Um, I really liked Burnout 3 Takedown, and then they went to uh, Burnout 4 Revenge, which was okay, and everything. They went to Burnout Paradise, which was went open world, kind of open world, and that's when I fell off of that series, and um, I would kill to get back to, like, I know there's racing games that aren't open world, but a Burnout, like the Dangerous Driving, I've been, I, I played that this week too uh i'd love to i like those types of racing games where you can like select like very arcade style like if, especially if it's an arcade style game it shouldn't be an open world i don't know just throwing that out there anyone else before luke goes luke um for the game mechanic thing i don't think this is something that was like common, but the limb targeting from the first Dead Space game. Did any of you play that? No. Yes. Like, like yeah. the main mechanic for killing the enemies was like literally targeting specific limbs to take them out. Oh, okay. And I think Metal Gear Solid 2 did something similar, but I've never played that game. But I haven't seen that kind of thing in games these days. I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that was I did play the original Dead Space and you could like shoot their arms off, you could shoot their legs off and they'd like they'd fall on the ground, right? And you could then Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That's that's all awesome. that, that reminds me of um do you remember the original Soldier of Fortune? I think it was on PC and like Dreamcast. Yeah. Like you I mean Ultra it was little, yeah, very, very violent. It was a little bit <laughs> different uh tone, but uh yeah, I remember being blown away that you could like it, the it wasn't the same animation every time you you like that was kind of first in in that type of world. Uh, Russ, what about you? 
Mine was um, like rewarding unlockables. So my first thought was like God of War. When you beat the game on whatever difficulty, you unlock like a cow suit that gives you unlimited uh, magic meter when you play again. Oh, okay. Um, or Sonic Adventure 2, if you get all the emblems, you unlock Green Hill Zone as an HD stage, like a 3D stage. I remember that. Yeah. And Wait I just a don't minute. Think... What? Do I have to look that up? <laughs> I remember there was a lot of cool unlockable stuff in Sonic Adventure. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I played I played the hell out of that game, both one and two. Yeah, <laughs> two is like one of my favorite games ever. A lot of people don't like it, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up. I think I saw... I was because I, I just I just bought a new or not a new but I bought a Dreamcast and I was looking up cost of physical games and like Sonic Adventure Two was going for like over a hundred bucks physical I was like what? Mm-hmm. I wish I still had all my Dreamcast games although I didn't have that many because I it was so easy to rip them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In all honesty, full disclosure. <laughs> Um, you pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I was in high school. I was like, whatever. Um, is that a lost game mechanic? Pirating games? Pirating games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of, actually. Honestly, kind of. Uh, yeah. they, it's a lot more difficult nowadays. You, you, they make you, didn't you sacrifice a lot more to do it, which wasn't the case before. Um, the other thing is emulation kind of stopped like I remember in like 2001 you could emulate everything from like four years ago like four years back like I had had an original Xbox that I could play everything up until like I don't know mid 90s at that point and stuff like that like you can't really properly emulate I mean I guess you can like Wii U randomly has a good, decent emulator but other than that it's there's not a whole lot of stuff within the last 15 years that you can properly emulate yeah they're still like trying to get ps3 yeah games even down. ps2 is is struggles to on most emulators um aaron what what what's your so i don't have one but you guys all had great you guys all had great <laughs> ones um but when Russ said unlockable items or unlockable things, that kind of struck me a little bit because I I like get that I, I I you know I've been playing my my PlayStation for like years. That's been like my main console, and recently over the past like couple months or actually a couple years, I've been playing my Switch more, and it's nice to go back to so like the playstation has trophies and trophies are fun to like you know do trophy hunting try to unlock a trophy and like you know i have the platinum and days gone sorry another day's gone mentioned (laughs) um i'd have the platinum and days gone too if they make it um so (laughs) like it's fun to hunt for those things but then you're like okay so now i have these platinums i can look at them on my app on my phone or i can look at my profile and check them out and that's cool but i'm not really like enhancing like the gameplay at all you know like you do certain things to get trophies that will that will make you do things that you might not have done that might change the way the game is a little bit but like uh breath of the wild like finding the different armor that is fun to me now yeah 
I like stuff like that, like Super Mario Odyssey, finding like the different outfits, finding all the coins so you can get different outfits and different unlockable things like that. That's fun. And it kind of it's it kind of made me remember like, oh, yeah, like when you do things in games and unlock things, that's what makes it fun and rewarding. So kind of, you know, I'm going to say that Russ had a really good point and it immediately made me think, you know, of why I like the switch lately. So I'm going to, I'm going to pile on to that because one of my mechanics is it's kind of, most people want like harder games and everything. I miss really, really easy games. Like, like all the Kirby games, how you can just feel like a superhuman being and everything. I feel like that was like, especially with how, um, like super smash brothers. I know it was, uh, Sakurai. Like he always makes like Kirby, the center the focus of like the, of, those games I, I realized and i think the whole thing is like he's supposed to be this like superhuman like not human but you know super powerful being that has all these powers and everything and like you just feel kind of invincible uh there's not a whole lot of games like that you start out and you're like you can do everything you can just you can like have every power in the whole game immediately type of thing like and it's just like it gives you like i feel like there's these really sharp like uh difficulty curves where people try to make everything really more and more difficult which i don't know i get frustrated and i'm like i don't want to play something that's really really hard and i don't and i feel like i'm a weakling among all these super powerful <laughs> robots and everything like or whatever like i i miss yeah. really like games <laughs> where you feel like you can just destroy everything i know there's the benefit of having that ramp up and like the payoff of of you know, fighting through all the hardships to be able to do that at the very end. I'm like, I like doing that at the beginning and then I can just, <laughs> I can coast the rest of the game. Um, my other thing, and this was one that kind of popped into my head. I miss cheat codes. I miss having, you know, being able to unlock everything right off the bat. And I know it doesn't really work in today's ecosystem and all that. Um, but my, the first, Probably not the first website. One of the first websites I ever built was a cheat code database for like, I think it was like SNES, Genesis, and PS1 games. It was around the mid 90s. And I was obsessed with finding the best game, the games that had the best cheat codes. You know, like I just, I got the NBA Jam arcade one up. And uh, unfortunately, all the codes don't work on that. But um, having, especially if they unlock fun like little Easter eggs and stuff like that and be able to just change the game entirely. Um, you don't, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and that was always something that I really enjoyed with gaming. Like, let's see how much we can mess this up. Like even like playing like, um, football games and turning off all penalties. And so you can just like line up on the other side of the line of scrimmage and just see how much you can screw up the whole game. Like, type of thing like stuff like that like that was some of the stuff that i would spend hours on just seeing how backwards you could mess with the game um and so i missed that whole thing um and then i, I with that one yeah and then i threw in i really I, I haven't played a whole lot recently but there used to be a whole a lot of cover shooter games and i realized after i looked up that there are still a lot of cover shooter games um kind of like win back for the N64 and the original Gears of War. I know that still is the same thing, but um, 
So I'm not going to talk about that, but it was a little bit different back in the day. It was a little more tactical and more central to the entire gameplay mechanic. Um, and so, but it seems like there's actually a lot of games that still use some sort of cover fire mechanic uh, that I didn't realize. Um, we don't have a quote of the week. I was looking, but I saw I saw someone. I got a quote of the week. What? I got a quote of the week for you. Sony, you cowards. Days Gone 2 now. There you go. <laughs> Next week will be the official Days Gone 2 uh, <laughs> promotional podcast. I'll just send it to all the Sony at Sony.com email addresses. Um, I've never played Days Gone 1. Am I kicked out of my podcast? I've never played. I have it. Actually, I have it physical, have it physical and digital. It's like yeah, everyone that's else. They didn't play Days Gone. Now this guy calls himself a gamer. Peace is gone. I am. Um, I don't have a PS4, so it was kind of hard for me to justify buying Days Gone. But you have I PlayStation did, I, Plus? Well, now I do. Yeah, you own, you own it for free now. Yeah, I have. I you have can play it. it right now. I do. I do have it, and I actually got it uh, physical too. But Next Thursday, we better see games that we played. Days I played Days Gone. I've I heard. I've heard. That. I've heard everyone loves it. Book club. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have we have some we have some ideas for uh future episodes and i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there uh maybe not today but um yeah we need to figure out this book this book club gaming gaming game club whatever that doesn't sound as as good but uh we'll do it game club game club pass game club pass (laughs) (laughs) um all right any oh here i'm gonna do just shout outs for you guys uh thank you for for being here tonight next week i think we're gonna have like maybe eight or nine people on here everyone's like i'm gonna be here there next week uh we'll see we're doing a couple different formats to see how it goes um aaron at beach pizza gaming you're uh, you do nintendo switch gameplay videos on youtube you're on instagram um be sure to check out aaron's uh youtube channel any any final thoughts for for tonight? No. Uh, to anyone who checked out this uh, this little stream in this podcast, thank you. Yeah, that's it. Russ at Krasnizel, you're streaming on Twitch. Uh, you're doing Resident Evil Four right now. You're also on Twitter and Instagram. Um, how far are you in, in Resident Evil Four? I watched you last night, but I didn't. Uh, I had no idea where you were. I'm like six or seven hours in. Oh, nice. I have absolutely no idea how far that is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, be sure to follow Russ on on Twitch. He's you've been streaming a lot more lately. It's, I, mm-hmm. Every time, drop it in the Discord side. So I know I, I random. <laughs> the only time I pop on is when I happen to to see it on my like little Discord which, or uh, Twitch was widget, which I never look at. Um, Luke at Luke Leeson, you're on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're doing. Uh, essays oh, I've lost it essays on video games and movies yeah right um, yeah yeah I watched your uh, all dogs go to heaven analysis that was a great great video what's uh, fun making that. what's next on on the docket uh, probably either cyberpunk or final fantasy 7 oh nice 
Nice. Are you are you still streaming at all? I know you, you, I watched a couple of your streams. A few months not ago. right now. Not right since now. I'm trying not to do too much. Sure. To overwhelm myself. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Uh, be sure to follow Luke's uh, YouTube. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, Max at Minato Max. You do a lot of Nintendo Switch uh, news analysis on YouTube. You're also on Twitter. Um, you have a video. You said you might be dropping tomorrow. Yes, I have my Monster Hunter review coming out tomorrow at 12. Appreciate it if you guys could watch that because I should have had that video out like two weeks ago. So I think the Monster Hunter Rise topic might be a little dead. So I'm hoping it doesn't perform <laughs> bad. Not to mention, I have a three minute skit in the beginning. So people might click off when they see a skit. So I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate if you guys check it out, though. So watch at least three minutes and one second of max's, max's <laughs> yeah. video tomorrow yeah. i'm just kidding um i uh we do this every thursday night 9 p.m uh eastern time 6 p.m pacific 1 a.m gmt um it's on my youtube we it's also available on wherever you might be listening to this right now all podcast services um come hang out with us live thank you to the chat for was, we had an active chat tonight sorry i didn't respond to everything um shout out to trent as well. yeah chat yeah shout outs so. to uh to trent meander meander uh toaster dog that's all i see on my current current view right now but uh with that we are signing off we will see you next next thursday 9 p.m thank you guys adios see ya <laughs>